And welcome back to Scout Talk, everyone. Today's episode, we're we'll discussing the hotfix patch that is coming up here with a bunch of Tarkov fixes, followed by when we just caught, uh, discussing uh, changes of traders, SMGs, which SMG you should be using, some of the new ammos, how they've been performing, and various other musings about the Tarkov white progression. So. How's it going, Kiko? Been up to? Good, good. Been progressing. Just chilled out a little bit compared to the previous couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> kind of took a little bit of a just a breather, you know, to double down because it's been we've been going pretty hard. So managed to reach level. I don't even know what level I am now. Level thirty-two. We're doing Punisher and stuff like that. So it's been survival rate dropping from the mighty seventies down into the <laughs> mid, to, you know, and slowly. Well, quickly achieving low 60s, but we'll see. We had some terrible times on shoreline, but it's been okay in general. Been okay. Have you have you managed to play much more? Have you been on the full armored core train the last week or so? I've been on the train. I've I've been feeling the Tarkov itch, but I've been trying to resist as much as possible successfully thus far. There's so many new games right now that people are wanting to jump in and do, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, and that including like Starfield. So like, it's it's really literally today. Was it like today or like last night? I think it was a <laughs> I don't, combination. Yeah, I think there's like some early release stuff. People get access. I don't really know, but uh, yeah, Starfield's really popular. Uh, of course, you got Baldur's Gate. That's like still, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen people playing it, um, which I want to play. Um, it seems like a really good year for games thus far. I think so, yeah. And then, yeah, I guess we had like Diablo before that. So there's like a ton of right. people playing all sorts of different things. And in a bit of the same way as like Baldur's Gate was just a, everybody was surprised as to how good it was. And it's almost become kind of like, you know, industry surprising in mm-hmm. terms of how decent it was. I think it just goes to show these days how waiting a little bit to see how these things perform before buying often ends up being really good. Unless you are like super hyped about something particularly and you're, going to buy it no matter what then yeah i don't know i just like there's too many disappointments now so i think it's better to wait so like things like starfield i feel like we were just talking about it but i feel like it's one of those games that i probably would like but i just don't trust any dev now to make something like you just don't know what the feel (laughs) is going to be like and you know there's some early reviews coming out saying it's a bit slow at the start and you know some people are loving it it's like very mixed so i'm reserving judgment i'll wait and see what happens i think yeah i'm in the same boat i'm kind of you know, I'm not like, I didn't hear the announcement and just go like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> it didn't really like resonate with me, but, uh, I, you know, if the reviews are good, it's something I'll, I'll check out. Just like, uh, you know, Cyberpunk, uh, what is it, 20, 2077? I don't know, whatever. The Cyberpunk game, you know, it's like getting a DLC update, they've like been slowly finish, you know, actually... <laughs> Fixing the, the game. game. Yeah. So, and, and then a lot of people are like excited about that. I wouldn't mind playing it at some point. You know, maybe once the DLC comes out and some time goes by, I'll revisit it because I've heard a lot of good things about it. But yeah, it's, it's another one of those. It's kind of on the backlog of the, uh, you know, lists of things that I saw the terrible reviews and the performance right. and all that and just didn't want to be a part of. So, yeah. yeah, you get to play it, you know, a few years later once it's all sorted and things are great. I think, like, apparently No Man's Sky is a bit like that. Again, another one yeah. that I haven't played. That was really slated on launch, and then they re- redesigned loads of the systems and stuff. And I kind of would like to go and play again, but there's only so much time in the day. This is <laughs> the issue that I have. There's this big backlog of stuff I want to do, but 
it's just hard to yeah it's hard to get the time to want to do it but um but yeah so tarkov has been going all right i think there's there are some grumblings this wipe about bugs and things coming back and i've i've had some like private conversations as well with just like various members of my community about things that are just really annoying like last wipe was yeah it's the streets patch and they changed lots of stuff and it was unprecedented in terms of the scope of the new map and blah 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 and they had all these other things that they were doing for laying the ground for networking and everything um which led to invisible players and all sorts of horrible things right which was kind of like either old bugs in a new form but like in a totally new form or just completely new stuff that's just broken whereas i think this wipe seems to be some of the more basic technical aspects that just seem to be failing that we've seen in this exact format previously which is annoying like i myself have had the busy hands bug which mm. is the you know you reload a pit i think i maybe talked about this last time but you know you reload a gun and then you get stuck half like as it's go as the mag's going back in you just get stuck and you can't do anything you can't drop it you can't move it you can't use meds you can't do anything and the only thing you could do is try to find somewhere to hide lie in a bush dc and then re- reconnect to the game but because tarkov takes such an you know <laughs> a relentlessly long time right. to load it's uh can be quite brutal so i managed to fix mine but i know some other people who were not able to um and there's uh yeah i mean there's other things as well like i know there was a really big one i mean they, we'll go through the list because basically this is the preamble to the official Tarkov account releasing a list of all the things they're coming on to fix. And I think this is one of them in there. But there was a bunch of quest things like people were getting backend errors. There's a backend errors have been quite bad um, on and off through this wipe. They were actually okay at the start. And they seem to have got worse as time's gone on, weirdly. Like it was actually one of the cleanest wipes for me. I know some people were having issues. And uh, maybe that was kind of like US evening where it's like the busiest. But for me, I was not having that many issues, even though I was playing into the evening. And um but yeah, the backend issues seems to have got quite bad. And some people were finishing quests like Punisher Part 6 and like not getting the Epsilon case and stuff. So it was... Yeah. Things like that are quite... Um, they're not new features, you know? And I think that's why people are... I'd still rather take this wipe over last wipe, for sure. But some of these things are, are a little bit hard to sympathize and hard to understand like why they're in the game, you know? It's just like random bugs have appeared out of nowhere for no real reason um and then when back in there and start like cancelling people's items and stuff it, it sort of sucks i had a, somebody who's going for lightkeeper in my discord and uh, i think it cancelled his craft for the thing even though he still he had fuel the whole time but it said it like uh, so, something weird happened and it and then it's like well maybe the items now disappeared and it's just the whole thing's a bit weird so there are some serious issues so let's just jump into the list of what they said um because they'll probably remind me of a few as well. So fixed problems with loading into raids for PMCs and scabs, which are especially notable on streets of Tarkov. So this one, I've been able to scab on streets the whole wipe up until about four days ago. Um, I was having problems in the evening, and I now can't even scab in the day anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think my experience was kind of similar. Like, early on it was fine, but then, you know, at week later in the wipe it was just like even like early mornings like i would get up at like 6 a.m and then be like, oh yeah i'm just gonna do my room morning routine and you know play a little scav raid mm-hmm. here and there and uh yeah i would have, I would have trouble getting in, getting in then which i i assumed it was like a server load issue of some sort um but i don't i, I have no idea honestly so uh, yeah i'm not sure that there was people trying all sorts of shenanigans and like yeah. change going into like your deep, the deepest, darkest internet settings and trying to change like 
buffer sizes or whatever i don't even know what it was it was like packet sizes and things like i, I looked at the guide for about five seconds and was just like nah i ain't doing that like <laughs> no, 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 i'm not doing that and some people said it worked some people said it didn't work it's yeah. a bit of a weird thing so they've said they're fixing that as scav it's annoying but i have seen some people get it as pmc2 i fortunately haven't had that i haven't tried streets actually the last week i've been doing other things but I have like when people get it on PMC, obviously that really sucks, right? Because you lose an actual loadout. Like you don't know what yeah. was really on your scav. Like you you can see kind of, but it's normally not anything that valuable. And yeah, if there's a flare, like probably don't try and play streets. But um, yeah, if you go in with an actual PMC loadout, like it just sucks if you then just can't get in and then you just, there's no way to extract. There's no way to you know you don't get your gear back. That's really really unfortunate. So I'm glad they're looking into that. Um, it does seem street specific. I haven't had any issues on any other maps with PMC. So yeah, hopefully they've addressed this soon because that's <laughs> that's really annoying. Um, fix for stuttering animations of players on bots and on different locations. I've seen I've seen that on streets a little bit. I think with bots just not moving smoothly, which is a bit strange. Um, and then yeah, they said unlock of Jaeger and quest items. Can you imagine that Jaeger just getting blocked? Unlock of Jaeger and quest items as well as rep gain for traders uh, for players who were not res- rewarded as a result of network infrastructure issues. Refund of the Epsilon container not received as a reward for the quest Punisher Part 6. Yeah, can you imagine, can you imagine just like being blocked from Jaeger because of back end, right? From like day whenever. <laughs> That's Tarkov. Yeah, that is Tarkov. That's very, very annoying. Um, fixes various sound environments on the streets of Tarkov. I had that clip that I posted, which is really strange, that weird audio occlusion thing. So maybe that's something to do with it. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, they're going to be tweaking streets for ages. So who knows what that really re- means. Fix for a bug where, on, uh, where fog on the streets was not rendered in optics. It was kind of nice, actually, in some ways. So now the fog is going to be in the optic. At the moment, you can bypass it by using anything that uses picture-in-picture. <clears throat> so two Xs and above, you can bypass fog by looking through those, but that's going to be gone. Um, what's this? What even is this one? Fix 299 profile in match error after raid is scav some players. I've never even seen that. Um, and fix for error 228 when trying to remop the floor. And I never bothered mopping the floor. I just built the gym. I just sold all my fleas to players on the flea and just didn't bother mopping it up. Yeah, I upgraded them pretty fast as well. Mm-hmm. I've actually tried to use it this wipe a little bit. Yeah. It's like, you know, you get a, I think if you're under level 15 strength insurance, you get like a point everything you click, every time you click the thing, which is, you know, it's kind of meaningful. I can't remember how many points you can get in one raid on one, like, diminishing returns. It's like five or six. I can't remember. Yeah, like, Maybe yeah. it's up to 10. I have the heads telling me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like 1.4 or like 2 point something. I don't know. I really can't remember. So it's actually decent, you know, especially early yeah. on. And I think up until level 10 anyway, I mean, yeah, you probably don't have it then, but up until level 10, you don't actually need, even need 100 points per level. So I'm trying to use it more this way. But I'm also, yeah, it's like I'm going to make a little sticky note. I think it's stick it to my monitor and just be like, use the air filter. Like, I'm just so bad at using the air filters. I'm terrible. I just never put them in. I forget they're there. I remember at the end of my stream when I put them in and then I do one raid and then it just burns for three hours and I'm not even at the PC. Like, it's just, it's so bad. Because you can take them out now. Oh, you can? Okay, that's nice. Yeah. It's not as bad. You can actually remove them from the the the, uh, the machine, I believe. Because you can do that with, I think you can anyway. You can with water filters. The water filters you can swap around now. So if you're about to leave and it's like 5%, you can swap that one out and put 100 in. So when you come back, then like when you're actively playing, you could put the five in just to burn the last bit of durability. Things like that. Um, 
What's next? Fixes several causes of memory leaks. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I even find that the menus themselves work better if I restart the game, which is super weird. I think there's some bugs just in general now with whatever they've done. So that's, yeah, it is, it is what it is, right? We're just looking forward to that. Um, ah, maybe this was, I uh, know, I, I was thinking that this next one was maybe what uh, Sad was telling me about on Discord. Fix for radio transmitter encoding craft that was showing as failed after raid. I think maybe that was the same one, actually. Maybe it was the same one. They fixed a couple of quests. Uh, not getting acquainted. I'm not actually sure what they fixed. It just says fixes. Fixes for a bug where the effect of medication ended before the time it did. Okay. Fix for a bug where energy was restored when cancelling the use of a painkiller. I can't remember exactly how this one functioned. There, there was something weird that you could do with Golden Star. Hmm. I think that was for draining it, though. Because there were ways to there were there were ways to get metabolism. So say you went into a raid full, you could get metabolism. Because if you just drink when or eat when you're at 100, percent you don't get any. I don't think this is the same thing, by the way. But you don't get any metabolism points if you're at, you're at full, you know, full water or full thirst, you know, hunger, whatever you want to call them. But you can do a thing where you you, you start to use a golden star. And because the Golden Star's got a hydration or energy debuff on it, whichever it is, but you can cancel the Golden Star before it fully happens. You can cancel it before it uses a usage, but it does apply some of the negative food or water, which is really strange. And then you can drink something at the start of the raid, and then you get points into metabolism for XP, <laughs> which is really strange. I thought maybe that was that, but I actually don't think this... I don't think this is that. This sounds like something really odd. Fix for a bug where energy was restored. Yeah. You can cancel the use of painkiller. I think this is the one where you, it's the uh, um, augmentin. It like costs five hydration, but gives you like five energy, something like this. Mm. So people would like, like, namely, every dude show me this is like you would have it in your secret container. And so, like, if you're in a really long raid and like you need food and you don't have food, you could just pop that cancel over and over. Like, sure, your hydration would get tanked, but you would have, like, you know, energy, so you wouldn't, like, be take... Because energy loss, or no energy penalty is, like, way more severe than the hydration one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I know, I know that I used to keep Golden Star around, like, before I started taking the SJ-12s every raid with the injector case, I did used to keep the Golden Stars for that reason, because you got that... It was, like, negative energy, but then you got plus five... You got, like, right. plus one over five seconds. So you, if you're at zero... You take the hit, but you can't go below naught, and then it goes one, <clears throat> two, three, four, five. So you're actually at least above, and it gives you a bit more leeway. Because that's the the biggest killer is that you don't regen stam at like anywhere near the normal raid. That's a huge. That's the biggest killer for that. And obviously you take damage too. But um, I actually I died from energy and hydration for the first time in ages. I was already quite badly damaged after a fight. I got my stomach shot out, and I was you know taking the damage from both, and I don't have max metabolism, and I forgot that. Those the damage from those applies just like evenly across the body. So I was looking at my HP, looking at my like body up in the corner, like I wasn't in my menu, and um, then I just suddenly died. And I was like, "What? I had loads of health left." And I was like, "Oh no, because the head's got thirty-five, and that unlike spillover damage, it doesn't apply like evenly in a distribution. It just applies like flat to each one. So your thorax ends up at eighty-five minus thirty-five, fifty. So your thorax is at fifty, uh, but you die because your head's at zero. So I was like, man, but I didn't have any more meds or anything, so I couldn't, there wasn't anything I could do about it, which really sucks, which is one of the reasons why, by the way, so a lot of people pushed chemical to get the, like, to get to chemical force so they could hand it into therapists so they could get their injector case, but 
I was looking at the prices on the flea and talking about it with chat. And I was like, well, I could either like buy one now and then sell the one that I get later. And that means that I get to have it now. And even it's like 50K flea market fee. I feel like I'd probably just rather have the injector case now than wait because it's so useful. Um, yeah. So I actually ended up doing that. So I'm only on chemical three. I've only got two to go. I've got the factory one and something else. But yeah, I just like, I wasn't really going to customs. So I just didn't end up completing it for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, like a situation like that, it would have saved me, you know? So it definitely would have been worth it. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with grabbing that now, paying like a 50K fee to get it early. I think that's like very sensible, honestly. I think that's a very sensible thing. I've never done that before. And I think it is worth it. Because now I can run all those things, you know. If I've run out of health, I've got ETG, I've got Propitol in there, I've got an SG6, a mule. Um, I got a man yesterday, we had like an insane raid with the SVD. Like, I killed two players already, and then there was a guy who was so thick coming out of the mall <laughs> that he was like pilgrim backpack running and then lying down, crawling and then like running, lying down. And it, we heard him come past because he was like, you know, moon boots on, you know, Jupiter or whatever. Um, I know it's a gas giant, you know, don't fact check me, <laughs> but um, and uh. <laughs> And he came past just like the, the loudest footsteps of all time. They could probably hear him in the next map. And I was like, well, we should probably just go and like hunt him. Like we're doing Punisher 6 anyway. I didn't really want to die, but I was like, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll hunt him down. I just like went down. It was um, near Power Station. You know, there's the, the ramp that comes out, of the, uh, out from the mall towards Power. And then there's the, the sort of like, I don't know what you call it, but sort of the, the really long road that goes all the way from Power all the way down to Emicom. And it's like down the back of the mall, like at ground level. It goes past the, the backpack extract. He was running down there and I was like, surely if he's like super overweight, we're just going to run into him like immediately. And we just like trundled down a little bit and there he was crawling along in the bush. And as he stood up, uh... we just went, went over to him and his, he had this pilgrim bag with a Vita 2 inside with one of those LCBR rigs inside as well, completely filled with stuff. He had like three dog tags on him or something, like two or three dog tags. Like I already had two dog tags and some stuff from oh, some other people. We were just like min-maxing for like 10 minutes. I had to haul all the way to railway with like 65 kilos. I was like, I really could do with the injector case now. Like this is the time when I really could do with it because yeah, yeah it's expensive. But, you know, the kid in this one raid, there was like a, there was like a, a, a mascot with, you know, visor and stuff. It wasn't the killer one, but like the olive one. Someone had brought one in for whatever reason. I was like, man, there's like, there's so much stuff in here. This is actually insane. Like, it's it's definitely worth the 140k mule and the 500k injector case, especially given you can get one later. It's madness. So uh, yeah, I was. There's been a couple of situations where I thought like I should have just bought it early, honestly, and then just sold the one that I got on the flea later on. I know some people run too, but I th- I think you're a bit of a psycho if you run too, unless you're hitting like black room. That's the only thing. If you're like a, yeah. a black room labs runner, yeah. then it makes sense maybe to have two because you kind of want to have the ones that you've got and also to keep all the ones that you get from the raid. Otherwise, it's pretty niche to have two. So I'm probably going to sell the one that, that I get. But um, anyway, wait, wait, wait. That was a very, very long sidetrack about painkillery stuff. Um, that was medication, cancelling. Oh, yes, it's because we started with Golden Star. That's why. Fix your bug where players are getting less money than indicated in the pop-up message for selling items to fence after a scav raid. I don't know about you. I'm incapable of just selling all to fence. Especially <laughs> if there's like one or two items that are kind of valuable. Well, I'm just like, what? Like if it was a really crappy run, there's just like a 155 and no headset and a like, kiver or something, then I'm, maybe I'll do it. But there's always something in there. It's like, it's like, oh, you're going to get 80k. And I'm like, man, but there's like a pair of swordings in here. You know, there's like yeah, a few I mean- things. It's mainly like I don't have enough space in my stash, so it's a nice convenience thing to sell like 
you know, a beanie and like a knife and, you know, a, a scat, you know, a half mask or something. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I could get a little bit more from Ragman, but I don't really have the sash space, so I'll just sell it here. But yeah. otherwise, I'm the exact same way. I'm just like, I'm going to get more ruples by like selling it to a different, like an actual <laughs> trader. So I don't know. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, and it's not even that hard. Like, now that the UI is a bit better as well, yeah. it's not that hard now. I'm like, slowly trying to train myself to use Tab and, like, use the new UI, not back out all the time, but, it's, man, it's hard. It's fine that it's there for, like, you know, I could, like, see maybe, like, some casual player that only plays Scav, just wants to, like, get in and get out type of thing. Maybe, like, the cleans of Tarkov, you know? they they All they want to do is just, like, Scav at a certain point in the wipe. So it's Even then, nice you have to wait for the next one. It's like, yeah, you might as well, right? Yeah, <laughs> you might as well just make them. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. So, mm, like, I can see myself using it a little bit more late wipe when I actually don't care and don't need any of those items. I have like, you know, a bunch of money, and I'm just using it to maybe get scav rep up, and I'm run through factory, don't loot anything, and just quick sell bam onto the next PMC raid while I wait for the cooldown. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, fix for the sorting table, getting frozen after raid to scav. Good. Warning message that player has items left on scav after a raid will be returned. That is good. I have accidentally clicked main menu after my scav run and deleted every single item with no warning. Oof. Why that thing disappeared, I don't know. But I've had that happen to me, and that was extremely frustrating. I just misclicked it. Misclicked the button rather than pressing next. Um, I just pressed main menu, and it just, that was it. Bam, straight out. Nothing taken with it. <laughs> really, really painful. Fix for the incorrect display of red out-of-stock offers on the fleet. That's really annoying. You can fix that in your own client by... You go into the flea market. Um, I'm just going to do it now because I've got the game open. If you go into the flea market and go into the cog, there's an option which is quantity from, and by default, it's a zero to infinity. If you change zero to one, that gets rid of all of those like red things. I don't like doing that, but I, I like to be able to see everything by default because if a trader is out of stock, that will also not show that. And I like to see the barter that the trader has by default and right. know it's also out of stock rather yeah. than not see it. So that's why I don't have it on permanently. But there are specific situations where I do turn it on temporarily, especially like I know early wipe, if you were trying to buy wires and stuff, it's like the full first page because like the, the back end server that was dealing with items was just like so backlogged that it just mm -hmm. couldn't clear out all of these like sold listings. And um, you could change the quantity to one there temporarily just to get rid of all those. And it just made it a bit easier. So if you are having that issue, that's kind of how you fix that, which is good. Um, same thing works for condition as well, if you're looking at fuel, because the fuel one, people are just selling empty cans. If you set condition, well, 99, I suppose, but you can set it basically to one as well, in theory, because most people are selling either zeroed or 100% fuels. That kind of works there too. At least you don't have to do the barter thing anymore, because player barter has been banned. Thank God. That was only a good thing, in my opinion. Uh, da, 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 da. Corrections to the calculation of hydration, energy, and health value use in the stash after building the nutrition level three unit. I think this is something that Airwing reported a bug fix about, I believe, was that if you go to your character in the hideout, mm -hmm. I think it shows you the little positive, you know, plus one, plus one, right. whatever on your health bar. Um, not on your health bar, but on your thirst and hydration. But it didn't match up with what the benefits you were getting from the different modules but you were getting credited the right way. It just didn't display okay. how it should be. Very minor one, but that'd be good that that's, that's fixed, I suppose. Fix for container search sound looping if a player or bot was killed during the search process. This happened to me when I ratted somebody super hard in customs. 
and they were oh they opened a weapons box and I shot them and then the what the looting sound just never stopped. It was just oh, like God. over and over. And I was like, God, we're gonna have to actually like run away. I have to take the guy's stuff and like sort this out elsewhere because it sounds like someone's just like endlessly looting right next to my head. This is super awkward. So that got added this wipe and for whatever reason and they're gonna fix that, which is good. Um and the option to hide the trader list screen will be added. Hallelujah. That's the middle screen where when you click on traders, it shows you the list of the eight traders with their reputations and the various like ticks for daily quests and stuff before you click onto it into the new UI where they're all in panel across the top. Obviously, that was necessary before. It's not necessary anymore because all the traders are now listed in a panel of eight at the top instead of in that sort of weird, weird intermediate grid. I, for one, I'm going to be very happy about this. When that screen disappears, that will incentivize me strongly to use the new UI properly. Because at the moment, I don't really have... Because I can go back and forwards by going esque and clicking. It means that I'm still able to use the old system. I need to have the old system deleted so that my muscle memory gets properly, you know, proper yeah. reboot. Like, I try to do it the old way, and it simply doesn't work. That's going to be the way I learn faster. I'm, I'm getting there, sort of. But uh, I've stopped eating food in the hideout, for example. <laughs> so I'm getting used to it. But that'd be really good. It's just not necessary anymore, so that's cool. Um, and then they just said the work on updates announced as part of the roadmap is progressing according to plan, which is good. So, you know, there's no new roadmap. Everything that they said on there is, yeah, going as they have said previously. The previous roadmap still still stands, I suppose, for the time being. Um, but there is one interesting thing about that. So maybe you know more about this. I know that there was a video that Ewing did about, speaking of Mr. Ewing, he did about the roadmap maybe being different a little bit because there was... Does it talk on the roadmap of the streets expansion? But then did Nikita say that the streets expansion was now not coming until after release, like the next one? They were just focusing on performance. Is that true? I can't uh, remember now. I think it is. I think Ewing said that in his video. Yeah, I mean, I can't say for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's so much married information. I thought you may. I thought maybe you had like. If you'd edited it, then yeah, I don't know if you edited it or not. But That's if the you had, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're looking at the composition, right? You're not necessarily yeah. like you know, thinking about it in word for word. Okay, um, some people in chat say, yeah, that's what Nikita said at Gamescom. That's what so, I was gonna say. I think it was at the Gamescom. He said a lot of things at Gamescom. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been trying. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has this uh, experience that I have. I've been trying to keep up with what's been going on with the Gamescom stuff and mm-hmm. with Arena, and. I'm even finding Nice Guy's channel hard to follow yeah. at the moment with the info dumps. There's just so <clears> much information and bits from this Q&A and they're so long. And there's that live stream that was super long and it's like, I can't go and watch them. And I find myself struggling a little bit to like sift through the information. And I'm also not like, I'm not in a position where I'm a hundred percent this thing. I want, I want the information to be like super easily digestible, but I think right yeah. now it's like very bitty. And it's coming from all angles and it's really it's... complicated. Like I started watching Glorious's video about his experience with Arena this morning. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't finish that because I was like busy doing something else. I like put it in the background while I was making a thumbnail. But uh, yeah, I just, it's very confusing. So I'm sort of just in wait and see mode, I, I think. Um, yeah. Some things too are like, they're not like set in stone. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh yes, yeah, you know, we brought this up and, you know, he said, oh yeah, we're going to, look into like it's a really long winded explanation it's not just like a straightforward this will be this type of thing it's so it's hard to yeah, remember like, like oh, what's concrete yeah. what's like eh, what's like they're probably gonna do you know vaguely yeah, exactly exactly like you know he gets asked questions by nolan who to be fair 
puts together, you know, these things in a very cohesive way. But then he says, like, you know, well, how's how are you going to stop people going in with like max skills into like level one arena and bust? And they're like, well, you know, we're going to have some way of like, eh, <laughs> we, no, they're still working gonna, on it, you know? Yeah, this, I feel like half their answer is like, don't worry, it's going to be great. We're going to figure it out. It's like, yeah, they're kind of like default answers mm. in a sense. So I'm, yeah, so I'm getting a bit confused. So that, that's the only thing, like just looping back to what I said a second ago after I sidetracked yeah. myself about arena. That's the only thing that makes me a little bit like, huh, about this, where they've said work on the updates as announced as part of the roadmap is progressing according to plan. But Nikita has said that it isn't because the streets expansion <laughs> isn't coming. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess it is broadly like it's a little bit of a this timing is the, This thing. is the roadmap for the fixes, Giga. Okay, they're two separate things. This obviously. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I don't did you know. keep up with the flow of information here? Come on, I actually, I actually can't. <laughs> I actually can't. That is my complaint. So, no, no, I'm right there with you. The one thing that they haven't spoken about. So somebody, um, I saw somebody post it up on Twitter, and I thought that's just, that's a good point. Like they don't seem to have mentioned anything about Nvidia Reflex. Yeah, I saw that. Which is bugged at the moment. It doesn't seem to be working. I don't see anything. Not that anybody's like really put a bug report in, other than you know, me about MIP streaming, which seemed to be broken for whatever reason but i think that might be more memory leak problems like i think once the memory leak stuff goes away i think midstream might work again i don't think it's necessarily fundamentally broken but i think like if you've got memory leaks flowing through the system freely then midstreaming just goes like i can't put this stuff anywhere i'm just going to give you the lowest quality so hopefully the memory leak stuff encompasses that i don't really know so yeah hopefully we get the reflex back um the other thing that is a bit weird and contentious right now is this rsas barter Mm-hmm. Dude, the Arthur Sparta Peacekeeper 3 is just impossible. Like, you try to do it at the at the time, it just like it doesn't even appear. Oh, I thought it was bugged. Oh, so well, it is lots bugged. of people have said it is bugged. So it is bugged because of the bug that says uh where is where is the one that I just read out before? There's one about the uh, I can't I can't even find it now. It was in the list. It was there was one about well, maybe out of stock. Yeah, sorry, out of stock. Yeah, I can't even see it in my list. I can't find it. But anyway, there's the out of stock thing where, and I think the customs office key had this too, where it had a quantity uh, on the trader, okay, but it I was see. actually out of stock. But I think that's different. So I think the RSAS part, I don't know what they did with it, but I think there's like three. Because people have asked BSG, no, but now I'm actually confused because people have asked BSG and they've said, no, it's not a bug. And then other people have said like, oh yeah, BSG, no, it's confirmed a bug. So I'm I'm really confused. I myself have seen BSG say it's not a bug, <laughs> but I'm not really sure. So it's either it's either bugged, or there's like you know one for restock because you get there and literally like the restock happens, you you refresh it as fast as you can like using the, either the tab method because they they um I'm quite sad actually they got rid of my space bar like in like speed flea refresh. A bit <laughs> sad. It's because everybody was doing it for the machete, I think, and then they realized it became quite a popular. And then, uh, yeah, they got rid of it. So now you have Bang, to either just like spam tab. They how did, they, yes. You can't they, use space anymore. That's what, that's what they did? Is they just got rid of the space function? Well, I don't really know. Like, you can't use space to refresh now if you click into the flea. That's so stupid. So, so, now, you have to use, so now you have to use F5, like normal, every like oh, five seconds, okay. or do tab tab. But tab tab takes a while because it has to like load in all the stuff from your inventory. So it's like kind of laggy. Hmm. Um, anyway, so like, no matter how uh, fast I did it, 
I simply could not get the RSS parser to even appear on my screen. It was out of stock the entire time, and it never came in stock for me. So I'm just re- resigned to getting to level 37 to get the RSS. I know there's tons of people who are going around like buying them for people and like dropping them for, for people because it's just so annoying. You just R-O-T. get gay. I can't remember. RM free. Free money trading. But um, it's just annoying, right? Because uh, you get stuck on that RSS thing. Can't do any more gunsmiths. That's it. Just can't do any more yeah. until you're level 37. And then you can do all, them all in one go. It's just so silly. I don't know why they made it such a limited restock, if, it, if that is the case. Which I think it is. But it's annoying. It's annoying. Um, oh, yeah. That's just, uh, the, the space bar thing is probably the result of them changing the trade now. I think if you hit space, it like is a sell button. For trading i can't remember it does in the main yeah it does in the traders maybe it was unintended yeah i think that might be the case because it doesn't make sense for them to like remove it like the refresh for one hotkey and not for the others so i suspect well that's i i thought it happened and this is pure speculation but i thought it happened because the thing was, and it didn't seem to work for everybody. I think it depended on like your settings. If you were on boardless versus windowed versus full screen and stuff, like I'm not really sure why. But if you, you used to be able to go into the flea, look at an item, and then you'd go traders, then you'd go back to the flea. And if you didn't touch anything, you didn't touch any buttons after you press flea market on that listing. You used to be able to press space to refresh, right. but there was no cooldown. Yeah. You could refresh it as fast as you like. Now, well, w- there's a limit. If you refresh it too fast, you get the capture. So you kind of have to do it. Um, you have to do it within reason. There was like there was a cadence to it that allowed you to avoid the capture, but but refresh really fast. But the problem at the end of last wipe is that like tons of people started to doing doing it because I, I don't think that many people even knew that it was a thing. Tons of people started doing it because of the machete, right? The SP8 machete and the pumping station key and the closed section key for Lexos. So everybody trying to do the quest was spamming the flea, like, like just drilling it with like a thousand requests. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe it got turned off coincidentally. I don't know. But I thought it was because of that. And it again, that was be, just but, pure speculation. Yeah. So it could, could be either. Could be either. I'm not sure. One thing I did want to mention about, what was it? Fix memory leaks. I fixed several causes for memory leaks. So mm. remember, I think it was last week or the week before we, we talked about uh, MIP streaming and uh, the... YouTuber Clementine had a video on it. So since then, I've been like following his channel and um, he's done like a ton of uh, like videos around hardware and, mm. you know, optimizing the game and then, you know, the diagnosing different stuff. And like he puts a ton of like work into his videos. Like I greatly like just the raw amount of like testing, you know, uh, the hours goes into like benchmarking these results and change one setting, restart the game, you know, load it up, try to get the same, same-ish uh, parameters for, like, online rates. Anywho, so he's got several different videos. I encourage you to check it out. But the one that really was interesting to me was the Memory Leaks video where he tests the... Um, he was testing the auto RAM cleaner, right? And, like, sort of, like, mm. just, like, testing this idea of, like, Memory Leaks and Tarkov. Um, and incidentally... He was doing a test, you know, he's like, you know, third, halfway in through his testing methods, and uh, he was like, oh, let me double check my settings. So he opens up his menu to make sure that he had RAM cleaner on, 
And then he noticed that his RAM usage started like just dropping and dropping and dropping. Like it dropped like the whole like four gigabytes of what it was previously. Like it was like, let's say 1800 mega megabits. And now it was like, I guess that's like 1400, but it was, it was, it was more, more dramatic than that. But so he was like, huh, that's really bizarre. And so what appears to be the case is that when you have auto RAM cleaner checked on, okay, it doesn't actually do anything until you open up the menu in the RAID and then it starts mm. cleaning out the RAM. So, and I, and, and I want to say I remember Nikita talking about something to this effect in the past where like, the RAM cleaner works whenever you hit tab, and that's yeah. why you get like some type of lag or like stutter. Um, but I don't. Anyways, I'm not sure if that's a new feature or something that we didn't know about because it it seems like it's not working unless you hit escape, like open up the the main menu in the raid. Anywho, it you know this may be like irrelevant information here in a couple days when you know they fix the memory leaks we'll see but it can be pretty dramatic especially on the map like streets like you could reduce like a third of your memory usage and uh tarkov is very cpu and memory hungry so yeah yeah, check out clementine's youtube channel tons of good uh videos in there i like his stuff yeah it's it's clem in time k-l-e-m I N time Clem in time. Now I do I I do like his stuff. I've watched a couple of them. Um, if I go back, like I've actually watched like a handful of videos here and there. Which is quite interesting. I watched this thing about like resize bar and stuff. But yeah, a lot of these things in Tarkov are just like super weird. I do appreciate the amount of testing. Like even the graphical video that I did, even that took a while. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't going super crazy in, into all of this stuff. The most complicated part that I did was have a look at you know VRAM usage and and that kind of thing. Even that took a really long time. Um, when I fiddled around with Auto RAM Cleaner, some people were suggesting and recommending to have it off, but then just like put it on every now and then in the menu. So when you get out of RAID, even you just like click Auto RAM Cleaner and watch your RAM usage just drop like this, and then turn it back off again, which was kind of interesting. And that did yeah. actually do something for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, but I also don't trust it, and I just restarted my game. <laughs> <laughs> because you know then for sure that there's not going to be anything left over or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a complicated topic. I just don't. I just don't know. I just simply don't know. But yeah, his his stuff is a good resource if you're looking at various things. Trying to figure out some of these things. I think his latest ones like why you have less than 100% GPU usage about bottlenecks and stuff. So like yeah, mm-hmm. it's going really into depth on this this kind of stuff. I think it's useful now more than ever that somebody goes and does the testing. It takes a long time, but as he talks about in his videos, right, it's really tough because you really want to do this stuff online. Yeah. But if you do it online, you can't get repeatable results. Now, maybe you could go in co-op offline. Maybe co-op offline is the way because co-op offline still uses the BSG servers. Obviously, you don't have all the other PMCs on there. You'd need to, I don't know, if you really wanted to make it as close as possible, you'd need to have a party of 10, load in, do a load of testing, you know, leave, load in, do a load of testing. Because in in my testing that I did in offline mode with no scavs, I could get my FPS to like 
stupid stuff. And this wasn't this wipe. This was last wipe. Mm-hmm. But doing like all the MIP streaming shenanigans that was working last wipe. Yeah. I could get streets to run at like 135 FPS. Yeah. But as soon as you went in raid, obviously all of that changes. And yeah, maybe it's that at the start, which is like 120 at the start. But as soon as like stuff happens, your CPU gets bottlenecked, even the 5800 X3D, and you end up going down to 80 or 90 because other things are happening. And then some of the settings that got you from 120 to 135 in offline end up actually hurting your performance in online right because of the difference in like where the resources are going like exactly. it's just not the same it's like running yeah. a different application right because there's a different set of workloads going across your hardware super weird so it makes it really hard to benchmark any of this stuff and we could always do with yeah like a live test environment in some ways to actually like have a look at some of these these kind of things i mean but... the probably like the closest thing you could do is just cut bots on yeah Bots on and offline. That's like the best way, but yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to be like super res- representative, but you're going to, because it's kind of like more skewed towards, mm. um, well, CPU. Yeah. And the, to try to like, oh, well, okay, but there's no PMCs, but you're having to calculate all the bot stuff on locally. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, like on streets might be the exception where like it actually might be kind of close to online because yeah. I would I mean I don't know anyways it's crappy I agree yeah it's complex so yeah maybe maybe co-op offline is the answer because then you're using BSG servers but you're doing the stuff locally and you could go with like a friend or whatever so it's having to do some PMC networking like don't just go on your own well you can't go on your own actually you're not allowed yeah I guess I guess that would kind of work as then you get the online bots. Mm. So the you get online bots plus any PA people you took with you. But yeah, you need like a group yeah. of people to go in with you just so you can have that like massive players. Like if you could bring ten people, that'd probably be enough. I know Streets has more, but it'd be enough to get it as close to online as you can, whilst making sure that it's under you know test conditions each time. You can set it so it's the same. But yeah, every time you go in, it's different, and that's the hardest part about it. And you, when you change a lot of the settings, you have to close the whole bloody game, reopen the whole thing, and then rematch into co-op offline, which itself takes a good five minutes because it says, "Oh, the servers are busy at the moment." You know, it's like, <laughs> oh man. So yeah, doing God's work, every time. <laughs> what so, else? What uh, else? There's a few other. Yes, yes. What What were you going to talk about now? <laughs> As I say, they I was both. Gonna... Sorry, we keep talking over each other. That's fine. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I was going to add a few other random random parts, which was, again, airing's coming up a lot today. Um, On the Tarkov announcement of all the fixes, he said, so many good fixes, anyone see a date anywhere? And Applesor, the community manager for Europe, said, we expect to roll out one soon indeed. For privacy reasons, I can't tell when. Yeah, we expect to roll out one soon indeed. For privacy reasons, I can't tell when, but closer than most people expect it to happen. I'm not really sure what that means, but that's that. Um, and we still don't appear to have, I actually didn't count because it was more the principle, but I didn't check. And apparently we don't have the extra stash rows from the event. Anybody who did it. And somebody was asking them any update on that. And he said that we added with the next major update. Does that mean the bug fix patch? <laughs> I don't really know. Not sure. In other news, possible rates have gone up to about 25%. That was all I was going to say for random news stuff. I think Caban went up as well, but not as much, right? Or I actually no. don't know. 
I think I heard he went up from like 10 to 15 or 15 to 18, something like this. But yeah, it looks my feeds. It looks like he's 20, I think. Oh, okay, even better than I thought. Hmm. Nice. Have you fought the new boss? No, I haven't actually. I should go and try. Yeah, I can't. At this point, I should give it a go. It's mainly where my itch is at for Target right now. I was like, I just want to play Streets and, uh, but at the same time, I want to let like I want to get Peacekeeper leveled up, and to level up Peacekeeper, I have to go Shoreline basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now I got a custom quest, but then it's back to Shoreline, right? Like I just mm-hmm. I just need to get this rep high enough, and then I can just kind of like say, man, you know, fuck off, I don't want to do this anymore. Because <laughs> I really don't, dude. I, I'm just like I'm honestly so glad. I'm gonna give it a go now, going a different direction. I'm so glad that they're going to expand shoreline or like update it or add this section i can't remember the source um i well, want to say it was gamescom oh wait what do you get they said <laughs> a map was getting updated oh okay i don't think they said it was shoreline maybe i'm wrong but i don't think they said it was shoreline i i think people are speculating that it is most likely shoreline because shoreline is also most likely the I don't know, the in entry point into Terminal, for whatever fashion that is, and Terminal is either somewhere nearby or it's the big you know, shipping port that we see on the edge of Shoreline. So I think that's why people are suspecting that Shoreline might get a, a bit of a rework. <laughs> but um, I don't know if it was actually confirmed that Shoreline was the map. Well, let's see. It's just highly suspected. I could be wrong there. I'm gonna pull up the, the source. As I said, it's I'm finding it really hard to keep up with what the hell's going on these days. So, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. You're right. He didn't say want to say what it was, but then everyone's saying he just tipped this tipped this handle later. He thinks it's shoreline. Uh, who is this? Where are you looking? Airwings uh, video. Mm-hmm. So he says it's going to be Russian Arms Forces, Nikita did, at the Gamescon uh, thingy. Um, friendly to Bears. So, I mean, I don't know. He says, he says docks at Shoreline. I don't know if that was like what Nikita said or not. But it makes, I mean, to me, it makes sense, right? Because, like, you got the. Uh, the raid series mm-hmm. where they had uh you know the the whatever was going on with the plot they had to go to shoreline <laughs> and then go to the docks and that's where like black division came in etc cetera, etc cetera. but like it kind of makes sense because i'm pretty sure i think it was a russian voice over to inter- intercom or like was it some but anyways it i i hope it is shoreline and is that side of the map because shoreline is like so like map flow wise it's just not that great to me it's like the best side arguably because there's kind of like two halves of it right and like for me the village half is like the way more interesting half because there's a lot of loot in the village like yeah you got the sunken village which isn't Mm. that great but like there's still stuff there obviously you got path the lighthouse like the extract just really convenient um and you know that's there's the cottages and then you got the resort whereas the other side it's like you got weather station a little radio tower 
stashes scattered about and like there's some scavs down by the the construction site on the shoreline and they oh yeah there's this RUF roadblock that has or yeah I guess it's RUF roadblock whatever there's a giant you know docks RUF roadblock thingy that's got mines but there's like mm-hmm. nothing there like it, it, the mat, there's just like nothing on that side I feel like and it's so like uh just like let me just run for you know five minutes to finally get to where I'm going want to be at you know just I, I really hate and it's like the general shoreline issue, but like especially that side, it feels so bad. Yeah, so. it reminds me of the. It's also like so as you pointed out, right? Path to Lighthouse is such a great extract, mm-hmm. and the map's asymmetric because if you spawn on the Path to Lighthouse side, you can leave Path to Lighthouse, so you can actually just play in one half of the map, and it's fine. Yeah. If you spawn on the other side, you know you're gonna have to go to either <laughs> tunnel or Path to Lighthouse, and it's dire, right? And the only other extract on the map is the pier boat one, which doesn't freaking work. It's 30 seconds long you well, can't tell if it's on or not and it's just like like you can extract out of it i have yeah but you just can't you just don't know until you get there which is just really yeah. annoying and you're so exposed it's a pain um it, it reminds me of woods pre-medical camp you know that side of woods was already it was always dead as well there's yeah. nothing there for the longest time until the yeah. rework it's the same thing it just needs the same treatment and they just need to put something over there that maybe they need maybe they expand well, I think they just need to put something over by RUAF, I think. Um, they go, weather station can stay as like the high ground bit. That's okay. That's fine. Maybe they make it a little bit more interesting than just like one building. But there needs to be something elsewhere, I think, around that. Just like a reason to go, especially on spawn. It's the reason why people just like sprint either up to weather station or just straight to resort from that spawn point. And you do get some spawn fighting around there. But not over anything. It's just the fact that you, yeah, you know, we're in proximity right. with each other. Oh god, I like I killed a guy running a Mosin, and he just ran straight past me. I spawned in the construction area, and he was just like running straight across the hill in front of me. After like five seconds, just psh, psh, killed him. I was like, man, spawns. They're they're great on this map. Fantastic. I didn't even know he could spawn that close. It's crazy. So yeah, it, it could do with it. I agree. I agree. But it will get interesting, I think, once that is a thing, once that's something down there, because it is clearly something. So, you know, the biggest, like, armed roadblock in the whole of the game. And right now, it's just every now and then you hear an unfortunate person that doesn't understand Shoreline explode <laughs> over there and laugh. That's pretty much all yeah. it is right now. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, I, used, I used to think at one point it was going to be open up to an extract, like, to the next, like, terminal or something. Because mm. um, it, it used to be an extract. Uh, yeah, it's called CCP Temp. Yeah, and it was like you had a spawn on tunnel, and then it was a chance you could have it. I think, um, pretty sure. And let, or maybe, or maybe you'd always have it, but it was a chance it'd be open if you spawn on tunnel. Either way, it was you know very niche, and uh, most of the time you would just go to Road to Customs because it was just more reliable. Also felt a lot safer because who wants to be like oh it's not there let me run back from the road up the hill where people can see me from you know a bunch of different angles it's just they really feel good so yeah that's that would be nice um do you have any idea what (laughs) ccp stands for i can't even remember checkpoint maybe ccp temp Actually, I'm not sure because it just always used to say CCP temp on there. I'm like, well, what, was, what does that actually mean? Did it mean anything other than checkpoint? I don't know. Checkpoint temporary. 
I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Um. Yeah, SVD buffed. SVT SVD buffed. <laughs> Still better though. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Giga, drop the copium now. <laughs> ah, slight tangent. I used the AVT. Oh yeah. I mean, it's ungodly, right? That's just like uh, it's ungodly. I used it in factory. Well, we did punish a part five with it, and it's. I mean, it's, it's a murder. Oh, that's the Ratnik and Packer. Yeah, Ratnik oh. Packer. I just do it on factory. ABT. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Hand cannon. Oh my god, it's good. It's so on dumb, factory. Dude. I mean, I don't want to ADS with this thing. I, yeah. If I if I have to ADS, I've lost on positioning <laughs> and stuff, right? But like for assaulting corridors around the office corridor or like fighting in forklifts, dude, it's like people. You see the flashlight coming, you're just like, oh boy. Little do they know what's in wait, and I paid a teapot <laughs> for this baby, and then I pop around the corner just like, gah, 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 gah. I killed together with it. Yeah, dude, the thing's like, insane, no problem. man. Just to the thorax, just completely zeroed his classic armor with T46. Yeah. And we were looking at the stats, actually, because people we were like, they were like, oh, wow, they were like, you managed to kill him with like 15 bullets of T46, like, that's crazy, and I was like, dude, you know what the craziest thing is? Let's just go and actually look up the, you know, the thing on the calculator. I was like, it takes four shots to zero the classic armor. Yeah. After that, just as if he's got nothing on. 700 RPM, dude. It's probably the fastest time to get in the whole game, excluding oh, something like... Actually, excluding nothing. Like, I think just excluding nothing. Because I, I was going to say... Maybe like, the SA-58 has faster... Nah, I don't think it does. Uh, actually, uh, the poor Magnum AP <laughs> has the fastest time to kill, because it's a one-shot for any armor. <laughs> Yeah, he got me with the actually. No, so the, the really? SA fifty eight has seven hundred RPM because I think the SVT seven fifty. I thought it was uh or I the thought ABT seven hundred as well. Okay, maybe it's seven hundred, but it dude it's seven fifty. See? Busted. It's seven fifty. Okay, yeah. Busted. <laughs> Man, it's it's nuts. Grenade so launcher. Bad. Yeah, nice one. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it, it it's broken. But uh but anyway, so SVT has been buffed. It needed to be. You mean SVD? Sorry, SVD. <laughs> SVD. SVD does SVT not need a buff. No, Nikita misheard us. Yeah. So the SVD has been given a buff. It has had its ergo increased by about five, I think. Um, but more importantly, the recoil has been reduced by like 25%. Dude, it's a lot. It's actually a really big deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Chat's asking when was the SVD buffed. I honestly don't really know. Somebody told me about it yesterday while I was streaming. Yeah. And they said, oh, I went on the wiki and had a look at the revision date. And like, yeah, yeah it's, the base stats have changed. And I was like, okay, like this wasn't mentioned by logical solutions. Like no one seems to have known that this has happened. So like I'm making a video about it like right now. Because, oh, yeah, you know, it's like just gone. It's gone unnoticed by most people. So, uh, so yeah, the, the base recall. Because you know, we used to when we were talking about the second SV... of August. Ma really, man? No, it can't have been. It must have been. Bef it must have been longer than that. I mean, that's it must be the, because that's what the wiki's saying. That's crazy, dude. Because like, so I made my when I made my SVT video, 
I mean, maybe it is. Was it Finland before the 22nd? When did the I'm not sure when happen? I published mine. <laughs> I don't even it, know. On the 10th. Oh, okay. I mean, it's plus. So, yeah, that kind of... So the web was on the 10th. When did I make my SVT video? I made my SVT... Oh, I made my SVT video on the 21st. Dang. Only hmm. I waited. I released my SVT video on the 21st <laughs> of August, where I compared the stats of the SVT and the SVD mm. at the beginning of the video. And a day later, it has been buffed. It's time to put the copium down, Giga. <laughs> 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 oh my god i wonder if they did something to the hunter uh i mean let's let's look no okay they didn't it's still 311 <laughs> but i mean to be fair i do i mean i don't know i think it's this is kind of like the like the conundrum for me is like I'm glad that they did that. Like, I really like the SVD, right? I've mm. always liked the gun. Um, just, that was just real badass. But then the SVD came out, and it just sort of, like, superseded that. I mean, yeah, the SVD, you can suppress it. You can put on a fancy scope, whatever, you know. But I just kind of feel like the SVD was just, like, a cheaper, better version of that outside of those two factors, right? That outside of the two factors that like you can look down it easily, no one can hear you. You like, can you look down it. You can't just you can you look can't down just it easily. You can't just dismiss it. Okay, them. okay. And you're not seriously comparing something like the Voodoo to the PU thirty like three and a half, right? Like there no no chance. Look, it gets no chance. It gets the job done. Okay, and you know how uncumbersome the SVD is when you ADS it. It's just like you can't win whether it's like. Ergo, recoil, like you're trading something. Like, okay, yeah, you got a voodoo, but now it's like your arm stamina is like two seconds, or <laughs> your recoil is completely ass. It's just like, it's not, it doesn't feel good. Like, you, you, you know what I mean? You're I not anymore. It. Well, 25%, <laughs> dude. It's big. I used this gun yesterday. So I used like an intermediate one yesterday. Yes, yeah. it's a humongous beast. Mm -hmm. I would admit it's 7.4 kilograms. It's really heavy. Stick. So yeah, arm stamina is always going to be an issue. But the one that I used, and I'm not even using the best in slot stuff because I'm using like level three trader things. And mine is 20 ergo, which is kind of bad, but it's 68 recoil using, you know, like the Chris Defiant stock. I'm not even using that ARE um, and things like that. So you can get it down to like 50... Four, I think, if you put everything on it. I mean, I think that's unreasonable and not necessary, but 68, I think 68 is about where you could get it to, like, fully kitted with, you know, Mesa Tube plus PRS plus, like, RK2. I think that was basically where you could get it to last time. It was like, I've got, like, an intermediate, like, level three traders style build. That's the same recoil now as it used to be when it was, like, fully decked out, which is... It's interesting, and I used it yesterday, and it it felt all right, honestly. It felt okay, and like it's had a bit of an ergo buff too. There's like a bit more ergo there. So yeah. If you do want to ergo it out, like I think I've got. Let me just go into here to remind myself because I I literally just looked at it, but uh, I've already forgotten because that's a you know the stats are stats SVD optimized. Let's see. So this is the SE five one with the advanced tube with the MOE, um, with a twenty round mag, but then it's the upper band version, like the modernized one with like the upper the top rail thing and suppressed. And that is like the meta, what I would consider the meta SVD. Does, I don't have a scope on it yet, but that's 30 and a half ergo and 63 recoil. 
It's good. It's it's pretty good. It's better than it was. Like it's sixty three ergos. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So thirty thirty and point five ergo. Sixty three is the recoil. Oh. 13.5 ergo. 30, 30.5, 30. Oh, 30, okay. Yeah. 30. It's not like, not too bad. You could probably get it a bit higher if you really, actually, you can't really. There's not really much else you could do. You'd have to sacrifice some vertical recoil to do it. But it's like, uh, oh, Giga. Like, 4, 3x maybe the price of the SCT. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think, th- I think 3 is an underestimate. I think, I think it's more than that. But. <laughs> 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 I think it's more expensive than that. Oh, no. Dude, the suppressor costs as much as the SVT, basically. Yeah, and the, the su- weird... The, the, the SVT suppressor is 53k. The weird part about the suppressor is, like, does it even actually suppress it? Because the thing sounds like you're hitting, sparking, trying to spark a fire off, like, a sheet of metal with, like, an iron. I don't it know. Does. It's so but it does. But it stops you from sounding like Sturman for the entire map. Yeah, that's fair. Which I think is good, especially with the SVD in particular, because it's so distinctive. Uh-huh. I think it does actually have value, even if it doesn't completely negate your sound or whatever. Like if you're if you're nearby, you'll hear somebody firing it, even if it's suppressed. But yeah, I just wish there was some more muzzles. Like when I was going through it, I was like, man, why aren't there some more muzzles? Like I'd love. Can you imagine if there was like a good loud muzzle? Oh, it'd be excellent. There is no muzzle, Giga. That's the. <laughs> oh, that sucks, man. We need like yeah, a you know, put the default Mac or something. Definitely keep the the default one on there. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's it's interesting. It's it's a bit better than it was. I think it was absolutely necessary. Um, they've done it, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be I'm doing Punisher now, so we're gonna try it out. I've got three kills. You know what's weird? Guess where I do in Punisher now? Punisher Part Six, Interchange. What weird. have you done with Giga? Exactly. <laughs> those, those, those are the, the usual messages that I expect to receive from chat when they're just like, you're on interchange with the SVD. I'm like, now that you can see, I quite like interchange. It's quite long range. Like it works for the SVD in most places. See? As long as you avoid going like, <laughs> as long as you avoid going in like Echo, whatever, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. or like into Rasmussen, like around the ramp and like fighting in the buildings. As long as you're not in those bits, you're actually okay. Like even inside, you know, even though I'm like the big long stretch, like if you're in, uh, in Goshan, it's fine. If you're in Ollie, it's fine. If you're around the ramp but don't go into the ramp, it's usually okay. If you're in like the clothing store in the corner where you like plant the gazelles, I can't remember what that called. Not the gazelles, the contacts and the ratniks. There's like lots of big, long, open avenues with no cover, um, and there's all the outside. I mean, that's what we did yesterday because I was technically. I mean, uh, get this. This is bad. I haven't actually finished the kill scavs on interchange yet. I still got three scavs left to do. So that's what we went to go and do. And I was like, well, just incidentally go and see if we can get any Punisher kills. I killed one scav and I killed three players. Wow. I was like, okay, well, I guess we're getting Punisher 6 done before we get, like, Ragman's very first quest. At this rate. But, um... Yeah, no, it's interesting. I've always liked the SVD. It's always been one of those, like, funny guns. But I just, yeah, I just think, like, putting the serious hat on for a second, I do think that the SVD and the SVT... They sit in two different camps. The SVT is certainly clearly very, very good. But I think they're just very different guns. They're for different purposes. If somebody's got a kitted out SVD, like, yeah, it costs five times the amount. But they probably will win, you know? Like, you have the optics, you have the suppression. Um, the recoil ultimately is lower on the SVD. I'd like to recompare them, to be honest, because the SVT's well, return to center time is, like, pretty crazy. Yeah, the SVD's say, one is they... awful. Yeah, and let's say change that. I checked Tarkov Changes, which has the updated recoil, but they have not changed okay. the, the big, I mean, it's not... The big C. 
I mean, it's, I mean, it, it matters, but like how the thing is like the more vertical you make it, the weapon, then automatically the like better the full auto becomes, which like, yeah, the guns don't have full auto unless you're specifically talking about the AVT. Yeah. But even then, it still applies to like single fire. So it's just not as uh dramatic, uh, you know, dramatic, I guess is the word. Um, yeah. I don't know, but ah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I in particular, like I said, the SVD, and there is a build I like that just uses like the PSO scope and like a, uh, you know, like a minor upgrades on like the stock and the uh, pistol grip. Maybe I'll do a a handguard. I forget. I had like a pretty cheapish build mm. that I would use like outside of Punisher, right? So really, I just yeah. like that. But um, I guess you could do something like this. Would be pretty good. It reminds me of the cheap build that I did. Obviously, not going like full turbo ergo like I did that one time. But mm-hmm. you could put like the XRS handguard on, so that yeah. you can use a vertical foregrip, and then. You can you then you can run it loud and you put like an MOE pistol grip on it and like yeah maybe upgrade the stock like the stock's actually pretty easy to upgrade like I don't have the advanced tube so I just put the adapter on and then right. I put the ATP from Skier and then the Christophians on the back of that oh you can get the ATP from Skier what is it Skier yeah, three I'm guessing Skier two I think even oh what the heck because I put it on my M4 like early M4 build and you get two and a half recoil reduction from that which is one better than the Colt one but oh, one and a half better than the Colt one so that's actually okay it makes it all right but as i said like i managed to get mine i mean it's suppressed sure but i managed to get mine to 68 without you really using any meta parts particularly um yeah that's what i like to do with the stock i don't think it costs all that much really yeah it's pretty pretty cheap um (sighs) yeah you gotta you gotta have the eye cup on the pso scope also oh Uh, no Oh no. The plus five Virgo again. But the plus five. <laughs> the other gun, since we're kind of talking about builds, is uh I want to talk about is the M4. And I know we mentioned this like some time ago, early on in the wipe. Uh but they got some new parts, and I think you can get it down to like 27, like sub 30s of like still moderate Virgo, which is kinda kinda yeah. nuts. There's a few different options now. I haven't really heavily investigated the Meta M4s yet. In fact, I think Landmark just put a video out. Yeah, that's about, what like, I watched. <laughs> oh, okay. But there's the new AX15 upper. It's because it's like a. It, it doesn't get to like min recoil. The AX15 oh, upper is like six extra ergo. Oh, that is a new upper. Oh, I yeah. Thought, I thought that was a TX fifteen, but there's an AX. 15. No, there's AX now too. Oh snap! Because I was like, mm. man, I don't remember. Because I've been seeing a lot. Oh yeah, the the AX fifteen, X fifteen. I was like, I don't remember the the TX fifteen being meta last fight. But yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. Because yeah. previously, like the Mer fifteen is like. Oh, I don't even know what the stats are. I'd have to like look, look, but it's like I like think it's four percent or five percent. Okay, yeah, five or oh, it's 4%. four percent. It's four. It's four percent recoil. The MUIS is four percent recoil, eight ergo. Right, and the AX fifteen is three percent recoil, but fourteen ergo. So it's like one percent recoil for six ergonomics. It's like 
that's a trade-off that you normally will take actually yeah that's a pretty good trade-off so mm. and that means you could like potentially do some other like previously maybe you would trade one ergo for four sorry four ergo for one recoil but since you're doing a one to six trade now you could do that like not take that other trade you know what i mean yes exactly you can now make it's a it's a what's it like a ratio of trade-offs right it's like you can mm -hmm. now take you can you can get more ergo for recoil by sacrificing here so now you can grab more recoil over here because you don't need to do the ergo because it's like one to two over here but it's actually like one to six on the upper so it gives you more leeway elsewhere and then you've got the new hansen barrels as well yeah i mean so the hansen yeah, people normally use like the so the AR fifteen twenty inch barrel, for example. So okay, let's compare it to like the AR fifteen eighteen inch. You lose seven ergo. It's the same vertical recoil. This is the long Hansen. There's two. There's the sixteen inch and the thirteen point seven. So the Hansen sixteen is basically the AR fifteen eighteen inch, but with seven more ergo. And against the twenty inch, like yeah, it's one recoil worse, but it's fourteen ergo better. So if you put that on, and then there's a new. Um, there's a new gas block called right. the low pro ballistic advantage you can put that on and then handguards wise you i guess you just use i haven't checked but i guess you just use the sai qd like always i would imagine i mean you know you, you could use your classics too if you wanted to use something more budgety but yeah yeah but if you want to go like full i'm like fully meta right. kitting this thing and then you're gonna go silence the co actually you don't go you don't want to go silence the co if you go okay if you go silence the co plus the rk1 canted then you get 68 ergo and 27 vertical recoil. But most people don't go silence echo. Most people now go Griffin. Because the silence echo combo is 14 from the suppressor and 9 from the break. So that's 23. But the Griffin, if I can find it, is the G lock. The G lock gives you 8.5. And, and the M4 SDK suppressor gives you 14. So it's 22.5. So it's like 0.5 recoil underneath the silence echo. But it gives you a bunch more ergonomics. So if you do that, I mean, I haven't added a mag or anything. But at the moment, this, this, I mean, this weapon looks absolutely disgusting. You can, <laughs> have, you can have 28 vertical recoil on the M4 with 72 ergonomics. Suppressed. If I put a 60 rounder on it, if I put the nice one on, the, the D60, and then I add a couple of iron sights, we're going to go the Chris front and back. Don't forget, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget to add the, uh, the plus one ergo rails to the front. I wonder if I can do that on this. Oh, you can. You can add the cantilever <laughs> rails. Oh, yeah, my, my word. <laughs> oh, the cantilever rails that give you plus one. Yeah, yeah that's, favorite, dude. that's beautiful. Okay, and then in terms of a, a scope, I mean, yeah, if you just go like XPS3, then you get to 58 ergonomics, 28 vertical recoil with a drum suppressed and a holographic, which is pretty insane. Or you could do my other favorite one is the Geisley 30 mil mount. You grab that and then you put the little top cap on it and it gives you plus one ergo just for having the mount on the gun, which is kind of weird. And then obviously you can put like a voodoo in or something. What is uh, it? It's called the the Geisley. Oh mount, yeah, the, that the one rails with like the little top the, cap. Yeah, yeah, I like I like so, that one. So, so that because the voodoo is minus three, but then the then the rail is plus one, so it's only minus two overall. So this now is 
58 ergo and 28 vertical recoil with a drum and a suppressor and a voodoo. Yeah, I have mine with a 1x of 62 ergo and 29 recoil with the drum <laughs> with a 60 rounder. Dude, that's just like suppressed. Like, that's just, cr- I mean, I'd, I'd, I still don't know if I'll, I guess at that, this point, like, it's probably worth doing because, like, yeah, the hidden stats aren't great, but, like, because the recoil is so low, it kind of, mm-hmm. like, helps mitigate a lot of that stuff. So at that point, yeah. you know, as long as the profile is vertical, um, yeah, yeah, you just, you know, get good skill issue pull down, bro. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Exactly, and and like you can see your target too. It's like you don't lose sight picture. So I I feel like it's probably worth using a lot to swipe. Yeah, we'll have to see. The, those additions do make quite a big difference. The yeah, upper they, change and the barrel change. It's like a lot of ergonomics, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of ergo. It makes a big, big difference. But you know what? You know what? It's like. Uh... Uh, I don't know. They actually kind of added a fair amount of recoil reduction too. It's like yeah, like the 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 barrel. I guess the barrel's the same, but you get takes less ergo. The but mainly the the gas block and the upper is pretty nice because the upper. It's like yeah, it's one less ergo, but you get so much ergo, which makes like the drum. Because I think previously, like the drum was like kind of questionable. Mm. Um, yeah, because it like dipped you into like the forties and maybe thirties. Yeah, like if you wanted the, to build it that way, right? And like the low forties, but like it's like for me, like forty to sixty is where I want to be. And like once I start getting below that, it just doesn't. You may feel as well great. have an SPD, you know? Yeah, it just doesn't feel <laughs> great. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just intrigued now because I don't know if the like the most recoil reducing build. That I did previously. I don't know whether that actually had the low pro on it, which is this new, this new one. I'm intrigued what that actually gets to. You do just like stick on all the stupid parts. <laughs> like nobody ever runs these guns this way, but I'm always intrigued as to you know. I think I've I've been obsessed with it ever since somebody made that like zero recoil ADAR when they stacked the two. They they mm-hmm. stacked like the wooden ADAR um, like pistol grip and stock combo with the M4SS. Stock. Yeah, so it gets to 23. I can't remember if that's lower now than it was before. Maybe it was 26 before. I don't remember. It hardly matters. If you're below 30, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> so the, the last topic that I wanted to talk about, there was there's kind of some like there's some sort of some changes here and there with certain guns, but I think SMGs are in a really funny spot. And I just kind of wanted to like thrash it out a little bit. Because I'm just finding myself just not really using them at all. And it's, uh, it's mostly ammo, right? It's like mostly ammo constraints and stuff that's just made it really weird. But I think maybe some guns are okay now. I've just, like, I've just not really tried. I've died to some others occasionally and just thinking, like, really, are people, people actually using these? If you're going to use the SMG, I do think that, not, that, that all the subsonic stuff has been like moved around or whatever. I think it, it just like... As a first take, you're probably still best off using the MP7, if anything, right? Like, you do need to get to Mechanic 3, really, to run the 30-round mags. 
But you can run it with the 20s. I have done in the past. I haven't used any MP7 this wipe. But FMJ is still super powerful. Like, while the whole world seems to just be crumbling down around the SMGs, <laughs> FMJ SX just stands strong in the middle like this bastion of 40 pen that just deletes everybody because it's got 950 RPM, which is just crazy. So the MP7 is still, like, super powerful. Um, I've not really seen anybody using the other bullets. Like, JSP, this one they added with, like, 26 pen. I... No, sorry, 32 pen. I just don't really feel compelled to use it or even stack it underneath. You know, FMJ is like cheap enough. You can buy enough of it that I'm just like, it doesn't even give you any, like a bit with Subsonic, you could all, you could make the argument like, well, you know, if I use Subsonic, then I get recoil reduction, you know, it's, I hit more shots on target. But like, JSP doesn't give you anything. It's like, oh, it gives you three more damage. It's like, okay, great, but I'm not going to pen them now. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be great that like the star of the wipe. When you can't use it properly, yeah. Right. Because what is... I don't know when you get it. Is it Mechanic 2? Yeah, it's Mechanic 2, so you have to be, like, level 20. It's, like, part of the issue with Mechanic 2 is it's, like, so far along compared to mm. the others. Like, level 20 is quite a lot further than level 16, say, for Prapple. You know, you're quite a lot further along. It's, like, it's not just four levels or whatever. I mean, I'd be willing to hazard a guess that it probably takes the same amount of XP to get to 20 from 16 that it probably does to get to 16 from zero. Something along those lines. I'm actually intrigued now. I'm gonna go and, go and find it. Go and find it. Uh. But um, yeah, like I, what got me thinking about this the other day was that I killed somebody. I was using the AVT, obviously. I killed somebody. Um, <laughs> what do you mean, obviously? Tarkov, no, I was on factory. Killed someone using the AVT. Uh. It's like Tarkov's new favorite SMG. <laughs> um, but they were using the shrimp. Interesting. Or the, the SR2M, I should say. The Shrimp 2. Oh, okay. And it kind of reminded me of the gun's existence and basically <laughs> the existence of SMGs in general. Uh, and I was just like, oh, yeah, this gun does actually exist. Because I, I think the problem is now, it's like 9mm guns have just never been that good in general. They're okay early wipe, but then they fall off. Like, if you hit in the wrong place, then you just lose. The UMP used to be good, but is not really that good now. It's still okay. It's like jack-of-all-trades, but whatever. PP19 is okay at the start, but then people stop using it for proper rifles because of the low fire rate. It's just like it's just really tough to use any of those guns now. So when I got when I got this guy's gun, I was like, oh, maybe we should try it because like some of the ammo is not too bad. And I honestly don't think that the SR2M is terrible. Actually, I think it's okay because you can buy thirty round bags for it. PS, which you get at Prapple Three, is like you can't use it before then, but you get thirty nine or sorry, thirty five pen and forty nine damage, which is good. This is better than both the second tier bullets for the P90 and the, you know, the bullet below FMJ for the MP7. So I think it's, I think it's like, it's feasible at least. And it doesn't have anywhere near as much recoil as the MP7. So it's like not quite as hard to control off the bat. Which is this? Sorry. This is the shrimp. There's the SR2M. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, d I didn't think it was too bad. Like I tried it a little bit. I ended up dying with it. But I was stacking PS on top of P rounds. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't. It wasn't too Did bad. They change anything about it? No, I just think everything else relatively has just fallen down. Okay. You know, there, there really wasn't much point using PS in the in the SR2M when Subsonic existed for the MP7 and mm. when SB193 existed for the the P90 in their various forms. Right, P90 was doing the same amount of pen, the same amount of damage, bigger mags. Um. I've got a fire rate like there. They're kind of similar, aren't they? They're all, they're all roughly the same. And then the MP7 is just like, you know, super powerful. The, the subsonic was super powerful, had more pen, 
less damage, but it had more penetration, and like it just kind of made the Death Star 2 not really fit anywhere. Whereas I feel like it's kind of been pulled up by well, it it stayed the same, and everything else has come down as they've like nerfed these rounds. Because now, if you're using the P90, the second best bullet is L191, which is 33 pen, which really like yeah, going from We've talked about this before, but going, you know, from anywhere down from 37 down to 33, like it really starts to hurt you against class four. Like I know that it's a it's a proper, you know, machine gun, like, you know, thousand angry bees kind of weapon. So maybe ma- maybe it matters less. Like I've been killed with L191 for sure. Somebody catches you out. It's like you'll die to any bullet if you're if you don't know where they are and they catch you by surprise. But it's yeah. the you're both spraying at each other, you both know where each other are and you're having a fair fight. It's those situations where I tend to judge an ammo. Because you could take any ammo and kill somebody when they're not looking and they're looking the other way. Usually if you shoot enough bullets at them, even people in class 5 armors will die to things like L191 or like FMJ or whatever. But yeah, so it's like, it's those like face-offs where mm-hmm. you go, okay, if I'm facing a dude and he's got SPP in a VSS, am I going to feel comfortable using L191? Right. Like how often am I going to die? Like what, what do I think is the realistic probability of me surviving here? Like if he's got a Corund on and I shoot the Corund with L191, it's gonna do it's gonna do bugger all. So I basically have to hit him in the head, or I have to hit him a thousand times. But like if they've got powerful ammo, you know, they're also gonna be shooting me in whatever I'm wearing. And if they're going straight through or they're you know busting it with like super high armor damage, it's just like uh, I don't know. I find it a bit tough. I do find it a bit tough. So it's an intriguing one. I just yeah, it's not really the wipe of the SMG. I think yeah. also like the five five six being pulled back so early as well as like made SMGs a lot less usable. Yeah, that's how I feel strongly about is uh yeah, just having. I mean, it's so nice having that early access, but I I I kind of feel like it's not exactly balanced. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just cuts out a lot of the sort of intermediate progression. I think yes. some of that like early like tier two trader stuff. You got. Five six so early, but you know, yeah, there are advantages. The SMGs do have fast fire rates. So, one gun that I just haven't seen for ages is the Vector. I haven't seen that for a long time. I mean, which one? Either both. I mean, honest, the forty five. I can't. Think... I, I see sometimes, but that's more like later into the wipe. Still mm-hmm. not as often. Uh, it could be for like several reasons, right? Because you got the the likelihood it's going to jam, right? Just because the sheer like with a suppressor added on, it just like shreds the durability. So that's not fit really favorable for it. Um, yeah. And then it's just like the ammo is just kind of not that great, you know. Like forty five is mm. kind of the the better of the of the bunch. And then you've got like a thirty three round mag, and it fires but, so fast. Yeah, it's like you can't do it a drum. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's it's complicated. This is the thing. I think there's a downside to all these, all these SMGs. Now it's tricky. It's like well, it's just the, like P90 is great. It's got big mags, but the ammo is you have to craft it. Like the, the the ammo is just not very good for the two vectors, or it's like again, it's craft only. Like the SR2M is like thirty rounders only, and BTs craft only, and pens disappeared on half the other ammo. It's why I end up coming back to the MP7 or just branching out to other guns, honestly. I just, I just never really feel like I'm getting anything good with, like, okay, like for example, like if we right now go to the vector, uh, we're talking about vector forty five. Mm. Um, we slap on the suppressor because, like, you gotta have a suppressor, right? <laughs> um, and we slap. I on. sometimes go loud with those guys. 
Okay, so only the only two things I put on was the suppressor and the thirty round, and I'm already at forty nine ergo. Twenty six. I'm not sure if it matters as much for the vector because it's kind of uh, what's the weight? Three. Well, yeah, no bullets. Three point one. Okay, so kilograms. It's not like it's sort of intermediate. It's cheap. It's, it's it's lighter than like a rifle, but, like, like an, an AK rifle. But this is the thing: is like I could build an M4 with, <laughs> I think, better ergo and like relatively the same recoil, like on paper, anyways. Hmm. Like, what am I actually getting with the SMG? Faster rate I guess of fire. It's fire rate. That's it. I suppose. But like fire the DPS more chances to keep you in their head. But like the bullets don't go through their classifier armor. So like, what am I actually? You know, I I mean, yeah, I guess people with their head. I just. I just never really feel like I'm getting anything great out of it because all the, yeah. all the guns like the recoil is so ass on the SMGs because they shoot faster mm-hmm. and all the convergences are so low um, that it takes a while for the gun to settle out. Is basically what that means. So it just never really feels that great. That's why like pre twelve twelve when the Nine mil vector was out. I mean, it was so much fun and like it was pretty busted. I mean, mainly because you got it so early. But I loved it because like you, it's like I'm trading damage for low recoil, primarily and high rate of fire. But then they like moved nine mil up to, I think now it's skier four. Like you get you get the forty five at like skier two, whereas like the nine mil you get at. Mm-hmm. skier four or something it just makes like by that time it makes no sense to do it and then the ammo like they took around took out seven and 40 but even for even before then like i remember that wipe dude and like everyone was using the vector and people were using PSTGH, and then like the they were just going for headshots and the people started running the um what is it, like the kiver like the class three helmets of like the face shields way more often because of the the vectors oh, running yeah. around. Like I really liked that time period because it was like, a it was different and like, b it felt like, you know, there was more diversity and even in the builds because a lot of times like the builds in Tarkov, it's just kind of boring. It's like, oh let me slap on the rat rig. Oh let me slap on the rat nick. You know. Oh let me mm. slap in the best ammo and the same gun, the exact same build. You know. Just feels yeah, like I feel I'm, like we've kind of like, gone back to that a bit, honestly. Yeah, I feel like in I'm never ways. like actually strategizing that much with like my builds, like coming out with a strategy. You know, it's like oh leg meta or cheap gun, big bullets. Yeah, or like. <laughs> Or like the sort of rifle intermediate, I suppose. What's but, the yeah, rifle intermediate? You know, like the uh, PP, the 5.6A1s, like you go for something, G36 or, you know, that kind of thing. Like big, big, big boulette and cheap. Yeah. Leg meta for fast fire rates and high damage. Or I'll, I'll just be able to get through the, the armor pen and a rifle that's controllable enough to shoot it on target, kind of. I think that's also that's always the issue that I have with like the P90. I quite like the P90, but unless you're actually hitting them in the head, it lets you down often in a fair fight. And I just don't think most of the time I just don't want to trade. Like, there's so many situations where it's like you don't want to just trade, especially with a fast fire rate weapon. You don't want to trade off like 
fire rate and a 50 round mag by default for like having to shoot them in the face like there are lots of ranges where that's really awkward actually and you're just you're just chalking it down to completely rng well, at that point right like if somebody's like 50 meters away and they're shooting at you with a, with a rifle like what are you going to do with the p90 you're not going to go like you're not going to single tap them right you're just going to hold down the button and hope they die that's all you could do. And I feel like in those situations, there's like so many weird situations. It just doesn't, just doesn't like justify using it. You know, like I'd, I'd much rather have a bullet that I know is going to pen like 80% of the player base's armor. So that when I do just spray at them and I hit them in the thorax, like it's actually going to go through and actually freaking do something. You know, that, that's always been my mentality about it. Yeah. Well, because like the gaps between, you know, the recoil on like my MP5 versus like the AK 74SU. I mean, maybe this is a bad example because the stats are skewed a bit, but it's just like I feel like the gaps are either like too close or way too far away. Like, in other words, I can use an MP5 SD or I could use a G36. The recoil is actually not that much different between the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, why not just use the gun with the bigger bullet? I just. Yeah. I don't know. That is often how it goes. I have been if... experimenting with something very, very recently, which we were just talking in chat about like the these other extensions of like where are we gonna go next and you know, what else is interesting and new. And they added that new round for the MCX, the CBJ cartridge, which came from Skier. And I've always kind of said, like, oh, you know, the MCX sort of feels like a glorified SMG. It's a little bit like the VSS and the Val in Tarkov in some ways, because those also feel like you use they're not smgs but you use them kind of like smgs in many ways right. and the mcx has always sort of felt like that as well like it's much better with just a laser on and just like running around cvj to close the gap between m62 tracer and ap is pretty good like 58 damage and 43 pen it's pretty powerful honestly like one of the big advantages about it especially now is it's level three skier so it's not like super unachievable but with 58 damage Something like, um, I guess, like, will 55A1, will 55A1 two tap a class four armor? I can't remember. I think it will. But this definitely will. Because um, it just does, like, quite a bit more damage. Like, 58 is a lot, especially with the, the pen that it has. So it's like insta pen through class four, and it does a ton of damage too. Um, I've not used it extensively. I've killed one person with it, but it feels okay. It's just the only it's the issue with the MCX is that you just can't get it down below 50 recoil yeah. sensibly. Is the problem. So the gun always just feels a bit like lackluster, but um and the fire rate's slightly too high to make it right. nice. But you know, it's a, it's an interesting one. I'm I'm I've got a gun ready to go. We've used it a little bit, ended up moving back over onto Punisher um for the SVD, but it's another one that's interesting. Like we were kind of worried about this whole like 762 PP round, but there's so many choices now, I just don't even think it's necessarily a problem. And because you can't get access to the mutant or the RD until level four skier and mechanic. Like, what are you going to put them in? You're going to put them in an AKMN? Like, sure. You can't even buy the 308 adapter. <laughs> so it just makes yeah. it. But you can do it. I think, like, yeah, we were talking about it um, on stream the other day. And I think a lot of people were saying, you know, you're probably better off with the 103, actually, because, like, that can't take the, one, the um, 308 adapter. But mm-hmm. when, you, when you can't use it, you may as well just use the AK-103 instead. So I, I might look at doing a 103 build at some point, trying to use the new PP bullet, because it is pretty good. Um, but yeah, what's, what's weird is that like, yeah, the CBJ cartridge for 
300 blackout actually outperforms PP, both on damage and pen. PP is 55 damage and 41 pen, which like, yeah, it looks great. But CBJ is like 58 damage and 43 pen. And has a higher, uh, faster fire rate. So I'm not sure really if PP is going to be that busted. Like, I think it's good, don't get me wrong. Especially when everyone's wearing class 4, because no one can buy the Corrant because it's sold out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but when yeah, everyone's wearing class four, it's like really a really a very good bullet, I think. I wouldn't mind. I mean, you know, maybe I'll make it there and I'll get to try it for myself. So I I do like the MCX, but uh, yeah. I I do think once you get to the mutants and stuff, it'll be pretty good. The PPMO that is, yeah. Because like honestly, the AKMs are just they don't really feel that good to use. Yeah, they have very low return to center time, and even if yeah. you get the recoil low, it's like they they just jump a lot. And it just doesn't feel that great. So yeah, I'll have to have a, a think about that one. The the only other ammo I know this is like this is kind of outside of the the broader spectrum of what we've been talking about, but it's like it's it's broadly relevant. I did see there was a post from friendly guy which I was musing about, where he basically said, you know, when he gets shot at with flechette, it feels like you die in two shots, and when you use flechette, it's just like you know, confetti <laughs> cannon, yeah. which, which I appreciate. And I've been in those situations, you know, you get like, you get one tapped with flechette through foliage on the top of a hill. Cause someone's just like spamming it at you from 30 meters. And you're like, dude, what the hell? Cause like, if I shoot somebody like that, they just don't die. I do think though, flechette has taken quite a big nerf in general. You can't craft it anymore. You have to buy it, but it's taken quite a big nerf by virtue of the flesh damage changes that came in, in the middle of last wipe. Well, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that definitely because does play a role. Nothing has happened to Flechette itself, but it does mm. only do 200 damage total when you fire it at somebody. And with the arms now not spilling over like 70, they spill over 49% instead. And the stomach is like 105 or whatever. Like, yeah, if you hit them center mass, they'll still die just as quick, which I've done a couple of times on factory. But if their arms get in the way, it can really hamper the ability for that round to or that cartridge to do what it was meant to do, you know, because the stuff can get absorbed quite easily by PMCs. Um, and like, you know, you miss with some of them and some of them go in the arms and some of them do what they're supposed to do and get absorbed by the, the armor. And it's just, uh, yeah, sometimes it can feel like really, really lackluster. But I do think that that flesh change has made quite a big difference to that just because it's a, it's quite like it, it's low. I say 200 is not really low damage, but it's low damage compared to all the other buckshots. By quite a long way. Um, I mean, I've been using it and it's been working, honestly. But like, I think you just have to be quite close. You just don't want to be because in the friendly glide clip, he's in customs, and he's on the train. He's like on. The, he's like by the train that's the overlook over old gas between the sort of warehouses. He's on the bridge, and there's a guy down at warehouse fourteen at the the door. You know, it's the building with the switch in it. And the guy's at the door that faces onto the, the trains. And so that's what, I don't know what that is, like 20 meters or something. And he's shooting at it from there. And I think in those situations, that's when it really hurts. Like, yeah, if you're in factory, the guy's like right there. You shoot him instead of a mouse, it's just like, whoa, eight pellets to the chest. And that's just the armor's in ribbons. But if somebody's, you know, further out, so that the, the man-sized figure is like mm-hmm. roughly in the center of the circle of the spray, I think like just the losses from just misses, the flesh damage, the reduction in black limbs, I think it really, yeah, I think it really has made a big difference. 
Yeah, that's I'm good. I'm, yeah, I'm interested to check Piranha too, because that technically has a bit more damage. Like you trade some armor damage for like real damage. It's like 10 shells or 10 darts. So it's like 250 rather than 200. So I wonder if that feels better. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to do some comparisons at some point. I've, I've crafted some finally, so I need to do some testing. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I just, I'm really glad for Sledge took a nerf. It's just like, God, they were, they're just so annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's just like the catch all bullet. So I think it's good that they got an indirect nerf via flesh damage as well as the direct nerfs to like crafting and availability and such. So, mm. um, I think it's a good, good thing. Yeah, yeah, because the the craft for those who didn't realize the craft for Flechette like, got replaced with Piranha, like wholesale. It's yeah. the same craft, but it now makes Piranha, and you can't get Flechette until level three Jaeger, and you have to complete the quest after the. The office kills in the factory, so it's not like super late. Like I can buy it now, but you have to do that one first before you can buy it, and then yeah, run around rocking people's worlds with the good old flechette. Instead of flechettes, now we just use an AVT smile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was it's like it was flechette who needs those. I got my <laughs> straight standard issue Russian SVT comrade. Yeah, who who needs Flechette when I can fire SMB at 750 RPM <laughs> out of a 15 rounder? I almost feel like it would be more balanced if they just didn't add the 15 rounder. I I just think what they need, like, if this is the problem with balancing in like BSG's way, is like they want to do things that's like you know good balancing decisions, but they also want to balance things around real life, right? Like mm. you know. Back when the Mosin man was playing Tarkov, you know, Pestu was like, well, can't you just, like, you know, move the ammo up to another trader and make it less available, like the LPS? And he's like, no, literally, on the streets of Russia, you can just pick up LPS off the ground. It's like, well, fuck. You know, I guess we can't do that because, you know, the, you know, <laughs> we can't live in a video game where we have to live in real life. So it's so annoying because, like, you know, it's like you can't make this gun a level four trader because... Probably in everyone's closet in Russia, they got an SVT sitting there. You know, I don't know. You know, it's probably not like that. Mm. I like the Mosin, but Mosin maybe, but yeah. yeah, it's just uh, it's stuff like that's kind of annoying. So yeah, they kind of have a because they like went to here to that in a fairly strict manner. They kind of are stuck in a hard spot a lot of times. I feel like they get pigeonholed by it because I I think what you could do is probably just make it barter only. And, like, obviously the AVT needs more than a teapot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. It's kind of hard because, if, you know, if you make it both of them barter only, maybe the demand will spike because the availability has technically been lowered. I mean, mm. not you just change the currency, but because you change it to a item that has to be, like, found in raid and brought out to be sold on the market, like, you're making it less available in a sense. At but, least you make it like market driven, though. Yes, that's the other benefit, right? So, and it's like it's the two, there's the two sides to it, though. There's the demand side, and then yeah, as you say, right? There's there it it's also influenced by the supply side of like the item. So it's like right. okay, well, which item do we want to tie it to? If you tie it to screws, obviously that's stupid, right? So it's always going to be cheap because there's just too many of them. The demand will never be greater than that for screws. Like teapots is probably the wrong item. I would I would think because 
Well, maybe it's the right item. Maybe like once people get there, because not enough people can do that barter yet, but once people can, you'll probably see the price of teapots go up as people use it to barter for the AVT. So that is kind of interesting. Um, well, you might yeah, just so want to like, do like teapot and like screws, you know, something that's like a pretty fixed item and then something that has the potential to spike with like popularity because like you mm. don't buy a teapot for like a hideout thing. Yeah, it's not whatever. for anything really, is it? Yeah. It used to be for those like funny rigs. I don't even know if it is anything anymore because that's also one of the issues with the barter system though that BSG has right. is that tying the items to too many barters means that it's the, the highest common denominator is what the item ends up converging to and it makes any other barter usually, any other barter that it's tied to useless. Like, Teapot's is 40k. Yeah, it is still the Belt AB rig barter. Um, and there's also the one for the 6B3TM. So there's, there's, all, there's both of those, and then the AVT, and then the LeBev Arms one. I mean, I think they could easily make it two Teapot's. Yeah, I feel like it's worth two Teapot's. Like the teapots, I think, sell for 40k to therapist, and it just yeah. sits at the trader price right now because people just tend not to do the barters that much. But I think it could easily be 80k and it'd be fine. Because don't you like lose money with the barters most of the time on like the belt rig, at least? I know you do. You didn't, but now I think you do because think of the way they rejig the trader pricing for it, I think. Okay. Something like that. Like you used to be able to just make money every single time you had that barter yeah. off cooldown just by cycling it through, but now you can't. Shout out to John V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but this is kind of the thing it's like no one ever does the belt ab rig barter now except for when it goes down for some reason and make, you know you make money but like linking that to the abt now makes that barter invalid like it's it's complicated right you kind of need unique mappings otherwise it doesn't really make sense but it affects other stuff and then if it's hideout craft stuff then oh well it's expensive because people are using it for this random barter it's like it's weird it's why it's why they need to rethink that barter system in general, I think, and like have rotating items or, you know, yeah, something like that, because it's just a bit weird, this static economy. You know, it's just like, why is AVT a teapot? Always. Why? Just why? Mm-hmm. Doesn't really make Prepper doesn't really loves make his sense. teapots, dude. He's got a whole collection now. He's, he's a collector. How many teapots does a man need? <laughs> this is the bigger question. He drinks a lot of tea. <laughs> the guy needs an intervention. <laughs> We've got enough AVTs now. We can go and find out. <laughs> Storm is compound. Get our teapots back. But no, it's 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 a it's a funny one. It's a funny one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with all of these things. It'll be interesting to see if the AVT continues to be popular. Like it, it's got it's the fact that you can't put an optic on it at all does sort of limit it a little bit. It's a little bit like yeah. Back when we've talked about Flechette in the past, people being like, Flechette's only really broken on factory, which I've also kind of agreed with because mm-hmm. of the proximity. It's like you don't see people running around with Flechette on labs, really. You don't see people running around with Flechette on other maps. KS23 sometimes, but not really Flechette. And it's because of the some, you know, factory's got the secret source to make Flechette perfect. And I think the AVT sort of falls into that category yeah, as well. Where, like, because the there's no optic and like, it's only got 15 rounds. It's like you're not going to be able to full auto over anything more than about 10, 15 meters, really. It's uh, yeah. kind of niche. So I, I feel like the full auto is not that great because the convergence is so low on it that it's actually like great at like sub five, like 
10 meters maybe but sure. then anything past that i just want to use it as if it was an svt and not an avt you know yeah apparently there's a hot update from logical solutions kappa quest update long line is no longer required for kappa this is 100 percent confirmed at the time of writing keep in mind these quest changes are probably only for this wipe due to the shortness of it here you go they keep doing? removing all of the requirements for Kappa. They've like removed the level requirement. They've removed long line. They've removed a few other things. You I just can't be bothered to find the items. You're not doing yeah. I'm just not sure if I could be bothered. Like I have to, I have to shoot people in the head with bolt actions like so off, so much. Like it's even more now. Like people, I feel people are either in like old Tarkov shooter camp or new Tarkov shooter camp. And Airwing's like an old Tarkov shooter camp guy. Lots of the community are new Tarkov shooter camp guy. And I'm just the guy being like, I don't want to wait, like, <laughs> wait for 100 meter shots. And I also don't want to use bolt actions. So just count me out. Like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in getting headshots, even if it's a point blank. I just don't care. No, I think that's the thing. I'm just not that bothered about getting Kappa. I've got better things to do than grind out headshots yeah. five on every map with a bolt just don't want to do it. I think I just feel like I've got more interesting stuff to do than than that, you know? Like, I'd rather experiment with other types of content and be doing other things or doing other strategies and, and stuff rather than doing it. Because it's going to take an inordinate amount of time. And, like, I don't need a big time sig in my life. That's not what I need. <laughs> that does, like, maybe I'm unusual for Tarkov, like, content creator. I know I am in some ways because I don't stream as much as, not, nowhere near as much as anyone else. But... I just like I don't I don't need that. Like I get to the end of the wipe and it's just like even if I've like run out of stuff in theory, so there's still like things to do. It's just I don't want to do the rest of it. That's why I started doing hardcore last time. So you know, I just enjoy like trying different stuff and testing out things. Like just grinding out headshots with bolt actions just sounds like my idea of actual hell. Um as does getting a hundred meter plus shots, because that's also very, very painful. But I've just swapped one. It's swapping one type of pain for another. Yeah, so, I, don't I don't know. know. I've been tempted. Just you know, think it of it so easy this time. But think of it as like an opportunity to role play as a true sniper. You know, the most legendary Tarkov shooter, a shooter born in heaven. You know. I'm also combined with like I'd have to learn, and I'd have to actually have to get good. Because my experience in general with Balties, it's just, I'm just very inconsistent. I'm not necessarily out and out terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I always, I enjoy myself doing Tarkov Shooter 3. And I got three kills. I did Tarkov Shooter 3 in one raid, this wipe again, and killed three players in one go on Factory with a VPO. So like I'm not necessarily god awful, but I find like I have one raid like that. And then I have like eight raids where I literally don't kill anybody. It's just like, it's just really, I just find it really frustrating, you know? Yeah, that is To be in like the perfect place, I'm just like, I could do it more and I could get better at it, but I just don't really feel like I want to, you know? Yeah, and f- and to be fair, five on each trap is a lot to like just sit there and grind it. I mean, I, I could see it, but I, I doubt I'll go for it maybe next swipe, but... Like, if I was going to do it, I'm definitely doing it with a red dot. 100%. I'll be like... It's going to be VPO APM. Like, I probably don't even take a scope. It's just uh, going to be like irons. I'm going to do it at point blank. What if you hit it in the thorax and one shot them, Giga? Oh. Dude, I've done that so much recently, actually. 
Like, I was taking a VPO for doing random stuff. I don't even know why, I just did. It's like the only Balti that I actually like. And, uh, dude, people are still wearing the Cora Coulon, and I feel so sad for them, because this guy, like, appeared around the corner on shoreline, and I just went, we just quick-scoped him straight through the Cora Coulon and just one-shot him in the thorax. I was like, man, this is, like, one of the only rounds in the game that will do that anymore, you know? And you could buy it on the flea. It's wild. Like, actually wild. 90 damage. APM's a hell of a drug, I tell you. <laughs> it is. I haven't tried it in the 215, actually, but I think it would really slap this vibe, especially given that I've kind of got there early-ish. Um, I don't know. Um, anything else pressing about ammo? I was going to... It was just, like, one other thing I was going to talk about in general. Um, no. Not ammo related. I got, I got one quick thing I wanted to shout out before mm. you do your one quick thing, is the GamesCon... Q&A that you did there was oh yeah one like I was listening to it um pulled it up I don't remember what I was doing probably working or something just listened to it passively and it wasn't not but five minutes in let me listening to it that uh someone asked in the crowd a very brave chatter <laughs> was like so Nikita um you know have, have you seen this Tarkov SP stuff you know they got have you like has junior team seen some of the mods and like considered uh you know, taking some of their ideas and incorporating into the game, namely Recoil. And I was like, oh my God, this guy, I'm like, you know, kek, kek saluting him right now. Dude, he's just like the bravest <laughs> chatter. And the, surprised he didn't get like assassinated by the BSG secret police. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and uh, Nikita, Nikita responded and uh, he essentially said that, uh, well, you know, with this Tark, like, yes, we've, you know, we're aware of Tarkov SP. Um, you know that some of the stuff can't be done. It can only be done in a offline environment. And also, we have our we have our own design, you know, principles and and whatnot. And so, you know, I was like, "Oh my god, dude, he's coping so hard, man. <laughs> he's coping so hard." And like, okay, to be fair, okay, to be fair, you know, his first response is kind of like a half truth, right? There, there's definitely truth in that. Some things. That you could do in an offline, that are easy to do. In, well, I'll say that are easy to do in offline would be much mm-hmm. more difficult to do in online. Okay, fair point. Um, doesn't really address what he was saying specifically about recoil, but you know, fair point. <laughs> fair point. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the second part is just like, ah, oh, dude, I just you just can't convince me that this is how you wanted your like this. This aligns if you're core beliefs in the game you know it's like you, you can have lps at level one because realism but we can have guns that kick up to that i can't see when i'm shooting at anymore because video game design i just uh, i don't know it's just he, he said that answer and i'm not gonna lie i just instantly coughed the stream i was so pissed dude i was really pissed i have like zero copium hope it's all been washed away it's gone thanks nikita yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? I just really do. I just wish that they could learn some of the lessons from these I guys. Think, I just do. I think it's an ego thing. That's my, that is my only thing that makes sense to me is Nikita, someone, the company as a whole, whatever. There's just this ego that kind of gets in the way, so to speak, you know? Yeah, uh, maybe. How dare someone else mod our game 
and then people it's like this is the thing is like people they enjoy get, it well people say it's better right and then mm. you know they get they already get so much flack unnecessary like un i don't even say unnecessary it's like undeserving like that you know unfair criticism like why haven't you guys banned the cheaters fix the game bro fix the ge- you know fix the cheaters just flip the cheater but like they got a question in that same q a is like have you guys thought about fixing the cheetahs <laughs> like it was something like this right so like you know to be fair they get so much flack that like yeah i, I can kind of see how that could play into it as a whole you know yeah. any criticism is just automatically kind of felt received poorly because of mm-hmm. the shitty criticism they already get on a constant basis. But my the the only bit of copium that I can muster is that they see your video about the recoil stuff and you know while I, while I may not agree with every single individual thing as a whole, it's just like it would be infinitely better than what we have now. Yeah. I mean, the point the point of that is not even just like, do this system, it's going to be the best, right. but it's like, here's how to put together something cohesive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, Giga. <laughs> just way to burn VSG like that. Come on, bro. Show a little and bit of mercy. Try to design something with the goal in mind and yeah. then work backwards in a way that doesn't have discontinuities. Mm-hmm. Do that. Not not necessarily what I've done, but like I've just done something. It's an approach mm-hmm. that doesn't favor one mode over another, that blends one mode seamlessly into another mode. And maybe it's not realistic. I don't really care. But yeah, just, <laughs> just do that and try to think about it. Yeah. In that way, like more structured, because things have just been too often flat dash and hashed out like each thing separately. And then you end up with like weird stuff happening. Or players incentivized to do weird behavior, which is more what I was focused on in that video. Just if you make it strange, people are going to click the button a thousand times rather than holding the button down for full auto. You know, like put yourself in the player's shoes. Like it's easy for me because I'm playing the game and it's sort of part of my job to like pick apart the systems. But the system designer needs to put himself in the shoes of the system user and say like, what are they going to do with this? Like I've proposed this such a system. How would I break it if I was given this as a third party? You know, and I think a lot of the time that step maybe is forgotten. Um, yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's that's kind of what you have testers for, but uh that was the idea. That was that was the, the point really. So yeah. Like I I even got criticized on that for like keeping in auto compensations and stuff, and it's just like I was like, well the BSG said they're keeping it, so like Yeah. And it's kind of pointless in the video to just be like, get rid of that when they've said right. like we're not getting rid of it. It's like, okay, well we'll make a system that incorporates it incorporates it then that's like a middle ground for everybody. I don't know, you know. As far as my understanding too is like they, it's they kind of have to keep. I mean they don't have to, but like it's baked into the way they do animations. Probably so. It's unless they want to rework the entire that entire section, then I just mm-hmm. it's I just don't think it's reasonable. And no. you know, based off the you know the mods, it's real as a mod. It's like you can totally keep that in and make it feel good. So it's like totally. Viable. Yeah, it's fine. I was excited to test it. I, w- I want them to bring it out for the testing. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm confused as to what this is going to mean for Arena. I mean, I've talked about I'm this very last time, but as well. <laughs> I think it's dangerous having a recall rework coming through alongside Arena at the same time. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Like, I, the only other thing that I was going to talk about just briefly was just touching on Arena a little bit. Like, I actually saw, I watched like half of the Jack Frags video on. Oh, Arena, he did a video for Arena. That's cool. Yeah, he did, and I think he's kind of a good. He's almost a good kind of like. Uh, what would you what would you say like a sort of public sentiment indicator of something like this Non-bias. and he was very and he was very positive or just like an indicator of what like you know the the average player who maybe has played tarkov a bit but doesn't play like they played a bit of the wipe and then they don't play that much so like they don't main the game like they're casual yeah. enjoyer of tarkov what their view is going to be on this in particular and uh yeah he, he was very positive about it actually and he was just like yeah hell yeah this game could be great you know like he said you know i dip in at the beginning of wipe, like play for a week or two, and then I move on to other stuff. And he's like, you know, I'm a variety gamer for my business anyway. But um, he's like, you know, I just don't feel like I want to spend the time sweating out, you know, all the pen and chance stuff and all that different, and just the time involved as well. Like I just don't want to do that. But arena is kind of a way to like get that Tarkov feel and all the mechanics without necessarily having to just like sweat the game like super super hard, which I think is an interesting one because I think like us in the Tarkov community, we often think like, oh. Who'd want to play with these, like, you know, these mechanics in an arena shooter kind of thing? I know that's been your opinion sometimes, right? And it's like with inertia or whatever. But in some ways, I think maybe for the rest of the FUS community, it might be kind of refreshing. Sort of what I said before, which is that no one in the sort of the the Venn diagram of different shooters in the sort of more milsimmy genres really ever made an arcade shooter in that way in particular. It's been like super popular. And it could be a bit of a breath of fresh air, even if it's different and feels weird. People are like, oh, well, that's just you know that's just tarkov but now i can play it in five minute rounds i was like yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised as to how positive he was about like trying the game out like how cool it could be how fun it would be being able to play the game and experience it but a game that i think a lot of people enjoy in principle but less so in practice and then to actually be able to experience that in a more streamlined format i think it's i think that's pretty positive i really do he gave it quite a glowing like you know, preview of, of what his expectation was going to be. I was like, all right, we'll see. I hope, I hope that it lives up to expectations. That reminds me um, from the comments from last week's uh, video. They brought to my attention a game I've never heard of, which is called Argo. And I'm assuming you never heard of it. It, is, it was a Arma 3 free-to-play game that was developed by Bohemian Interactive that was set to be like, we're going to take basically Arena. We're going to take Arma or we're going to make it like a competitive you know, classic shooter thing. And it didn't do well, but I would say that's mainly because it had a lot of technical issues. (laughs) Like I saw watched some videos and like there was like a hundred and like 30 millisecond delay on your inputs which is just like that just can't be esport yeah i can't even be like competitive remotely competitive at all so um yeah that but that's that's it i was not aware of that and uh you know i mean that was quite some time ago Mm. but yeah we're we're gonna have to see it's cool i want to go and actually properly re-listen to glorious video about arena and Hear what he has to say about it, but yeah, I'm just excited. I'm, I am, I am looking forward to it. I really am. I think it's gonna be fun. I can think of so many situations where, like, 
coming towards the end of stream and i'm just like oh we've got like half an hour like i don't really want to do a full raid we'll just like mm -hmm. hop in and do you know five arena rounds five arena matches whatever it could be cool it's gonna like replace like i'll probably use it for warm-up too it's gonna replace like what i used to do scab factory for it's, that's how i used to play scab factory before scab karma like there's not really anything that's replaced that now like the best you can really do is because playing factory even then it's like the queue's kind of too long you can go offline on horde mode but like you know it tanks your computer and the, F yeah. the frame rate sucks and it's against bots like it's not that fun whereas this could be great you could play like 20 minutes of arena and then hop into eft feeling all like limbered up and then like play a bit at the end i'm excited i think i'm gonna play you know a decent amount I mean, you know I, I don't play that much anyway but it's, i'm gonna play a decent amount for what i can i think it's gonna be fun i'm, I'm looking forward to it i think it's gonna be good i just want to try it now yeah i'm looking forward to try it. i mean the yeah it's really gonna come like the big make or break for me is like the recoil slash mechanics portion yeah i feel like that's gonna be the big make make or break for me like if they can get recoil in a very because this is the other thing i saw in the trailers like one of the guns they were using or maybe it was like the preview but it was like a m4 like a adar tx15 something but like with irons and like a yeah. top mounted uh laser on the top rail and it like he he shot it and he instantly lost sight picture that's <laughs> just like god if that's like one of my kids like my only kids i am going to can't say what i'm gonna do <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah let's hope that doesn't happen i've had my fair share of using ironsight m4 and by that i mean a single raid at the beginning of this wipe because i forgot how terrible it was and i never did it again so yeah, yeah. like i'm I'll, I'll be happy to use a diversity guns it's just like they gotta be usable to an extent mm. you know what i mean yeah so. yeah all right anything else bud before we close it i think that's good for me okay. I think that's good what next week brings yep. and with that everyone we'll wrap it up thanks for tuning in as always see you all next week catch you later